Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Portland School District podcast. Uh, this is our episode number 15. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski, and with me in the studio is our superintendent of schools, Dr. Charles Britton, and uh, just back from a kind of a, a week respite. Uh, how do you feel after a little vacation, Charles? Oh, it was delightful. <laughs> you know, it's it's really interesting. This this is 25 years now, the first year of my career where we were out as early as we were. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every other year of my career, there was a hurricane or a freak October snowstorm, snow blizzard storm, or, you know, <laughs> and most times we're going to school late into June because yep. of snow days. And uh, this year, um, you know, we, we still would have been if it were a normal year. We would have been in school last week with, with kids here. I, I never take vacation when kids are in, in session. Um, but, of course, because we were able to do the remote um, learning days, sure. that, that got us out. At Absolutely. The, 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 well, three days later, because we did have three snow days. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we had anticipated. So last week was kind of like a found week. Yeah. You know, and it was a great week to... Use a few vacation days, you know, after an outstandingly beautiful graduation. Came and, off well. Oh, thank you for all your work on that. No worries. No worries. But that's one of the things that I am I have yet to receive guidance on and I'm waiting anxiously is whether next year we can make snow days remote learning days. I um, tell you, I, I think it, it worked out well. I, I think, I think it was you, great. If ever, anybody, and I think... Uh, Every other school district, I think, it would kind of concur on that. Oh, know? it was wonderful. Yeah. It was wonderful. Now, of course, there are, there are pros and cons. You know, I guess um, they worked well this year because we were all geared up and knew how to do it. Right? Yep. It's, it would just be um, a matter of, of importance that all districts kept those skills sharp sure. for the three or four days if we Absolutely. were remote. Um, uh, and it would be a lot of work, but I think uh, it's something we, we certainly have the ability to accomplish. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, the fact that we've done it, uh, and again, it's just a matter of, you know, keeping those skills sharp and, uh, you know, just keeping it in the toolbox. And when it presents itself, we take it out. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. So anyway, um, go, going forward, I think you've got some some new marching orders from the state. So, uh, so let us uh, enlighten us. <laughs> Yep. So I would, would love to spend some time with you and, and anyone listening to this today talking about Portland's, here's the fancy name for it, Safe Return to In-Person Instruction and Continuity of Services Plan, right? So every district in the state is required to have developed and posted on their website this Safe Return to In-Person Instruction and Continuity of Services Plan, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's a little bit weird to have to do this because, right. hey, we've been doing in person it. and had a safe five day a week, everybody in K-12 since last February. Sure. So we're not reinventing the wheel here. Exactly. Our, our plan is simple. Yep. To continue doing what we're doing and have schools open five days a week. We are going to close the PVLA and kids are coming back. Yep. Um, so... The reason that we have to talk about this plan is that uh, the federal government has required us to develop this plan mm -hmm. so that we can have access to the federal money yep. that's coming our way. Yep. So it's a pretty important plan to have up there and ready yep. to go because I want access to that federal money. I have a lot of really good ideas for it, and we won't talk about those good ideas at, at this <laughs> podcast, but I have a lot of good ideas to share come, coming next year. So I would love to just... I did post a letter and explained a little bit about our plan 
for next year. And I'd love to spend some time with you this morning sure. talking about it. Um, and then, of course, would invite anybody with any reactions to the plan that my leadership team and I and, and everybody I work with have, have in mind, which mm-hmm. largely is open schools for all kids five days a week. Sure. Um, to give me an email, cbritton at portlandcdt.us, mm-hmm. or call the office and talk to me and give me feedback. Sure. So let me just run through a few things. Uh-huh. One of the things that we're asked to reflect on is mask wearing. And yeah, I, I know, of course, everybody does, that this was a very contentious, contentious topic yes. this year. Um, I am not prepared to say today if kids are going to be required to wear masks next year. Right. It is my hope that they won't, mm-hmm. that we can leave it optional. Mm-hmm. But we are going to defer, as we have all the way through the pandemic, yep. to the advice of local and state health experts and our Department of Public Education. Yep. If it is an expectation that students wear masks, we will enforce that expectation. Mm-hmm. If it is a recommendation, we will we'll make it a recommendation. So it's too early right now mm-hmm. um, to say whether masks are going to be required next year, but stay tuned. Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of that is going to depend on vaccination rate, community transmission, mm-hmm. and if and when a vaccine becomes available for kids' birth to age 12. Yeah. If that vaccination for birth to age 12 is here, available to everybody, people take advantage of that. It is effective and um, rates of community transmission are low. I expect we'll see everybody smiling faces without masks next year. There you go. That's the hope. Second thing I just want to talk a little bit about is physical distancing. Yeah. The second major strategy was to spread kids out. We put enormous amount of work into that this year. We redeployed our reading specialists and our library media specialists. We taped off rooms. We made classes small. We created cohorting. We did a lot. And it was very disruptive. And it was difficult for a lot of our teachers to keep kids six feet apart. Right. Same thing, though. If we have to do that again next year, we will. We'll have to do it. We have to do it. If we don't, I am certainly hoping we will not have cohorts. We will not need to redeploy our, any of our teachers out that are librarians or reading teachers, and we'll be back to normal. Sure. Again, that all depends on transmission in the community and vaccination rates. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's premature to say for sure what we're doing. We still have eight blessed weeks of summer ahead of us. Yeah, let's not rush that. Yeah, let's just enjoy <laughs> and see what happens. Sure. And, and we are prepared to implement strict social distancing as we did at times last year or not. Well, they, they relaxed the, the six foot, uh, right to distancing three. Yep. to three. So, yep. um, whatever, but I think, uh, and, and I think that was justifiably so. Okay. Sure. And so the, we created six, we knew how to do it. We figured it out. Yeah. Um, and we did it well and we did it with fidelity as best you can with certain age groups of kids, but we're prepared to do it again. Helps when you have a tape measure. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and and small classes of kids, and we we figured it out. Sure. Um, the next one, of course, was um, maintaining healthy facilities, which meant cleaning regularly, um, uh, sneezing into your sleeve, hand washing, sanitizing. Again, last year we went way overboard. I yeah. mean, we closed schools on Wednesdays or went remote on Wednesday so we could do 
full-scale cleaning. Yep. You know, we had hand sanitizer stations in every room. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids were constantly being reminded to sneeze into your sleeve and wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Many of those practices we will continue. Sure. Sneeze into your sleeve. Makes sense. Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, will we be as obsessive about it? Hopefully, we won't have to be. Right. But you know, this year, every time our kids walked into the building, our teachers were there to greet them with Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer and squirt yep. the hands. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was amazing to me how few cold and flu cases we had this year. They were down. Yeah. So we're prepared to do it again. Sure. Um, and again. So our safe continuity plan is let's hope we don't have to. Right. But we know how to do it. Exactly. And we're prepared to pull last year's reopening plan off the shelf and do it again. Sure. Um, so the next one, again that I want to make sure people are aware of that we know how to do it is contact tracing and quarantining people when needed. Mm-hmm. Our nurses this year were amazing. The second we had a confirmed case in one of our buildings, they had a protocol on how to contact trace anybody who might have been within, I think it was six feet for 15 minutes, Yep, that individual and alert those individuals that they need to quarantine for 10 days. Mm-hmm. We're ready to do that again. All right. The big difference now is that if you're vaccinated, you don't have to quarantine. Exactly. So, again, the, our reopening plan is we know how to do it. We're prepared to do it. God forbid a new variant starts to have breakthrough in the vaccines. Mm-hmm. We know what to do. Sure. We know how to contact trace, and we know how to I, notify people that they're quarantined. Mm-hmm. And from coming into schools, hold them accountable for qu- the period of quarantine, quarantine that they must finish. Right. That's our hope that we don't have to do that again, but uh, we know how to do it. Exactly. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, and again, from the standpoint of uh, uh, contact tracing, uh, you know, even if we have to, uh, I, you're kind of concentrating more on the lower grades if they haven't been vaccinated. Exactly. Exactly. So... so um, the only other two things that I just want to talk a little bit about, which are different now, is that if you remember correctly at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the major obstacles to fighting it was there was a lack of ta- testing capacity. Yep. Do you remember that? Yes, that I was, do. That was, we didn't know where it was. Right. Um, and it was difficult to get a test, and it took a long time to get the results. And we were talking about whether it's PCR or right, two the other tests, tests yeah. and, and which was more accurate. Now, tests are everywhere. Yes. You can get tested today and know tomorrow. Right. So we're aware of that capacity. And where needed and when needed next year, we have a relationship with the uh, community health yeah. district yeah. and can have on-site mobile testing when needed. It works. It, so we're going to consider it. Sure. We, we know that that is one of the tools in the tool belt. We did it this year with our prom. Yep. And we are prepared to do it again next year if we ever have a suspicion or a need. Yep. Either small scale, individual, or larger scale, maybe full classes of kids. Mm-hmm. So it's the capacity's there now. We know how to access it. It's, it's in the back of our mind as we get ready to reopen sure. how to use it. Well, and again, that's with all of the rest of the tools that we have. And it's, we've been there, we've done that. It's just a matter of if we need to take it out, we'll take it out. Exactly. Uh, 
Then the last one I just want to reflect on uh, briefly is vaccinations. Yep. Uh, we were blessed to have Russ Melman. Oh, absolutely. It, he is a hero. Absolutely. And his work and his team getting all of our faculty and staff vaccinated as soon as the window opened for us to do it yep. was remarkable. Yep. Our Teachers are vaccinated, our faculty and staff is vaccinated, and now our students 12 and over, go down to Walgreens, get your shot. Air available readily. So vaccinations are here. They're widely available. I suspect the next wave will be the booster shots we're probably all going to need at some point, but I'm not a medical expert. I don't know what those are going to be or when, Mm -hmm. but we will be prepared to work with Russ to provide those opportunities for people as soon as they become available. Sure. Um, so with that said, you know, our, our reopening plan, or excuse me, I'll give it to you formally, our safe return to in-person instruction and continuity of services plan is essentially all of the tools that we developed last summer are in our tool belt and we are ready to use them at any time. Right. That's our plan. Sure. Our plan is to reopen fully five days a week and let's go. There you go. Right. Hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. For sure. I anticipate that in the August time frame, we'll start to be getting, they, they're called circular memos from mm-hmm. the state. The state. With oh, their yes. guidance and their plans about what must be included, whether that's mask wearing as a requirement or a recommendation. We'll study those closely. We'll put the information out to our families and gather feedback. And we'll make our, our final decision about what school looks like come the end of August. Sure, sure. Now, I know, uh, you know, there was there was a, a fair amount of pushback on, on, you know, mask wearing and so forth, uh, and not only in this district, but, you know, you know, I think across the state. Um, do you have any sense of, of basically um, the appetite or, or for the anti-vaxxers out there uh, within, the, within the system? Is, is, is there a fair amount of that? Or? Um, I got to tell you, it's... It's one of those things, yeah. right? That some people are are just not going to agree with it, no, no matter what. Yeah, I just got to remind everybody that we, as a local school district, at the beginning of this, made a commitment to follow the science. Mm-hmm. To and by that I mean follow the recommendations of the people who know the epidemiologists. Sure. Not the people who think they know or know how to Google search a couple of things and become <laughs> experts, but the people with the right letters after their name. Yeah. If, if those are the folks that we're going to listen to. Yeah. And that's period full stop. Yeah. And when people are mad about masks, it's not going to be a Charles Britton educator decision. Right. It's going to be a, this is what the experts say we need to do. Exactly. I'm sorry you don't have an MD after your name or aren't a medical professional right go back to school and get that degree and become one yeah and then we'll we'll, we'll certainly hope a conversation right but <laughs> at, 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 and i don't mean that to be a jerk i'm not qualified no to say. no uh, right and at the end of the day you know science has to prevail sure and i think overall i think uh the uh, the epidemiology is out there and like you say um 
we have Russ, who's at Chatham Health. His yep. his expertise and his degree is in epidemiology, so yep. you're, you're not going to find any better, yeah. more more qualified person, you yeah, know, as far as that goes. He's a public health expert. Absolutely. And, and I've got to look at him and say, Russ, do the kids need to wear masks? Yep. And if he says, I strongly recommend it, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Well, that's, that's great, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's good, you know. And again, uh, I think we spoke before we went live. You know, as far as that, the uh, the the governor's emergency uh, declaration or uh, has been extended, I think, to July twentieth, right? Right, uh, and so yeah. forth. So, uh, you know, he'll have the power, uh, you know, to do what he does. You know, as far as that goes, uh, and uh, you know, the, the, I'm sure the the circular letters are going to come be coming out in fact i think i have one right here on yeah. the desk from the state of connecticut yep. you know uh as far as that goes and uh but yeah i think uh we've been very very fortunate i think yeah. uh, your whole leadership team and uh uh the graduation came out uh, phenomenally oh, well um yeah how, how was the feedback on the prom oh uh, everybody the end of year went swimmingly well it was Great. it was perfect you know davis i would just end by saying we're in a really good spot yeah last summer when we were making some of these decisions, we were terrified. Yeah. Right. We didn't know. No. I mean, we, we had certainly, if I could transport my brain back with all of the knowledge I have now and tell us what to do, yep. lots of things we would have done differently. Yeah. Right. But, you know, we were opening school unsure of if we would be a super spreader event. Yeah. We didn't know. Um, now we do. We, we know the measures we need to take. Well, I think that was evident right down the line, even on the national level. Of course. You know, uh, this is this epidemic is, uh, you know, uh, we were on uncharted waters from the get-go. Uncharted. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people could be, you know, doing a lot of, uh, you know, armchair quarterbacking afterwards. Of course. But, but by of the same course. token, you know, we had the best knowledge that we had at the time. And and that's that's the key. At the time, that was the recommendation or whatever. But you know, yeah, you know, it's like a it's like a football game, okay, or a basketball game. You know, when something's not working or something, you have to change it up. You yeah, know, that's right. And that's what we did. Yeah. And and uh, you know, I, you know, I, I I've, I've joked with you before. I am, I am looking forward to talking about other things that aren't COVID. And and I think we're close to that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think our next our next we probably have. I hope. One more COVID conversation in us for August. Okay. Um, and, you know, if that conversation is, hey, the vaccination for birth to 12 is, has been approved. We don't need masks. We're opening fully. There you go. Let's go. That's great. Then we, we can move on. But it may involve um, a conversation about some added length of time that we have to choose some of the mitigation strategies. Right, right. Um, and then... You know, it's, we're going to have to be flexible as 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 we move forward. Sure. Um, but you know, we're in a really good spot. Absolutely. And you know, as far as in relation to the uh, the vaccines, uh, you know, the, the supply has definitely uh, you know met up with the demand. So I mean, we're in a good spot there. Good spot. And so for sure. Spot. And and uh, you know, our our faculty, staff, and our students. Oh my God, were remarkable. Yes. This year, they they were remarkable. Yeah. And it was, you know, I think it was a stressful year for everybody. I mean, you know. Uh, stressful year. Uh, you know, uh, doing double duties, you know, with the PVLA and, you know, everything else and all the things that, uh, with the mitigation strategies, uh, that was a 
you know, that was a whole other game plan you know, as far as that goes. Yeah. But uh, kudos Absolutely. to you and your leadership team and the teachers. Yeah. And, uh, and look, and kudos to our nurses oh, who saw us this. Kudos to our counselors and social workers and psychologists and clinicians who saw us through this. Yeah. Um, great team. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, great. Well, that was uh, awesome. I, I think uh, this was, again, our episode number 15. And uh, if uh, we, we, we need to get another one in, in in August or so, we'll certainly do that. And uh, stay tuned. So Thank uh, you, Dave. Go from there. So, all right. Uh, this is our Portland School District podcast. This is our episode number 15. And uh, with our Superintendent of Schools, Charles Britton, and we're in our Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski, so uh, have a great summer. Get out and enjoy yourself. Perfect. Thanks. This podcast was produced by the Town Tech Educational Partnership Program, which is a partnership between Portland High School and the Portland Town Hall. If you're looking to start a podcast for your business or organization, check out towntech.org forward slash podcast to learn more.